Hey guys, Abel here back with another video. Long time no see. I've had some stuff coming up, so I just didn't make videos for a while now, but it's good to be back. So actually in today's video, after a long time, I will once again be talking about staying lean and things I have learned after having stayed lean for a while. I have done videos like this in the past and back last year around October or so, I started a very long diet. I lost quite a bit of weight, quite a bit of fat, and I ended up at a very nice lean physique, which I intended to maintain and I have maintained it. After two months of finishing that diet, I made a video and I talked about how life is like at 10-ish percent body fat, how is the experience, how sustainable is it, how I'm feeling at this lower body fat percentage. And at that point, honestly, I felt like I was in a good position to honestly and objectively reflect on how life really is like at that leaner physique. And I really thought that I could be giving you guys a really good perspective on what you could be expecting. Now, at this point, I have maintained this leaner physique for about seven months. And honestly, I haven't even really been thinking about how life is like at this leaner physique because I've just gotten used to it. However, recently I decided that I will go on a lean bulk on a gaining phase once again. And so at that point, I just thought to myself that, wow, this whole process of staying lean just became such a natural process that I haven't even thought about it much. And so at that point, I thought, okay, maybe this time would be actually the best time to really reflect on this and to really give you guys some insights that would really help you to kind of just see what you, you're in for if you wanna go down this road. And so I really think that this time I will have a couple of simple but fundamental and very important takeaways that will just paint a much clearer picture as to what you could be expecting and also some of the things that could make this whole process a little bit smoother for you. So the first really important lesson that I wanna share with you that I learned over these seven months is that settling into a leaner physique, getting used to maintaining this lower body fat percentage takes a lot longer than I initially thought and initially proposed. You know, I had a video where I broke down the timeline of all of this and how maybe in the initial couple of weeks you're just re-normalizing your hunger signals then after that, you are starting to maybe reincorporate re some foods that you excluded from your diet. After that, your habits are getting restructured. I don't even know what I said back then. Probably it made a lot of sense. But the point is, at that point, maybe I said it could take up to two months to get used to a leaner physique. And to be honest, after two months, I did feel like I have gotten used to it. I did feel like this has become second nature. However, now after seven months, I know how much that was still not fully the case because the way I'm feeling now and the way I am now with this whole leaner physique that I'm in is just so much different compared to how it was back then. So I think the big takeaway here is that there is a big difference between feeling like, okay, I can do this and then, okay, I can do this and it's not so hard anymore. And then, okay, so I can do this and it actually feels quite natural. And then eventually, okay, I can do this and actually it feels weird not to do this. And that's actually where I'm at now. During my lean bulk, which I just started not that long ago, now it actually feels weird to let go of some of those habits that I adopted and that actually helped me to stay lean, to kind of gradually let go of those and to give myself some more leeway, increasing my calories, doing all those things which I will have to do if I really want to lean bulk, it's actually really weird to be doing all of these things because I have just gotten so habituated to all of these things that I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis to maintain this leaner physique 
that it's just really strange to let go of them to any significant degree. So I think once you're at that point with anything pretty much that you want to take on, that's when you really know that this habit has become second nature. It's become a part of you. And when we're talking about body fat percentages, I guess that's the point when we could say you settled into that body fat percentage. The second big thing, which is not so much a lesson, but just kind of a realization is that I really don't think that I could be doing all of this if I had not failed several times in the past trying to do this. So I've had attempts in the past trying to maintain a leaner physique and I failed again and again. And the thing is that now I can see some of those old patterns re-emerging and I can see that, okay, in the past when this happened, after that usually I did this other thing and that just led me down this path of getting into a negative spiral. And that's how after, I don't know, two weeks, I was already like back at my starting body fat percentage because I started binging, falling off the wagon or whatnot. Maybe it wasn't as radical in all cases, but basically now I can really clearly see that, okay, like these are the challenges that I'm facing now. But now, because I know what I did in the past, I at least know very clearly that those things I should be definitely avoiding. So learning from my past mistakes is a huge part of my success this time. And to some extent, unfortunately, I think that that is just part of the game. I don't think that is fully something that you can skip. So here I could, I guess, just give my marketing pitch and tell you that, well, you don't need to learn from your own mistakes, learn from someone else's mistakes. And luckily you can learn from my mistakes. So if you sign up for my coaching service and you become my client, I can teach you all of those things and you don't have to go through all of those failures yourself. And that's true to some extent, but on the other hand, I really think that there is a lot of value to personal experience. Now, I don't think that you have to go through miserable failures yourself, but because each person's individual experience is different, each of us have different challenges, and eventually the recipe for overcoming those challenges is going to be different for all of us, I just don't think that me telling you how I overcame these things is fully going to solve your problems. To some extent, trying something, failing at it a couple of times, hopefully not to some radical extent to where you're, I guess, causing permanent scores in your mind and that discourages you from trying it again. So maybe not to that extent, but having minor failures and learning to overcome them, finding your own best way, I think that is just a fundamental experience that all of us need to have. So my past failures, those were really hard at the time. Some of them were actually really, really bad to the point where at times I didn't even know if I can trust myself again, if I should even attempt things ever again, because it was just so hard mentally to take failure again and again, and especially failure of my willpower, or at least what I perceive to be my character failing. It was really hard to take, but now I'm actually very grateful that I went through all of that because I can see those patterns and I know now what to avoid. So that's an important lesson as well, I guess. Another critically important lesson that I had over these seven months is more than ever, I learned that your strategy and the winning recipe for you is something that we'll have to change and adapt over time. So what will work in the short term and what will work in a given time period does not have to be the thing that will make you successful in the long term and five months from now and a year from now. So since the beginning of this maintaining my lean physique project, so basically since the end of my diet, 
I had several strategies and by strategies, I just mean meal schedules, food choices, different strategies for tracking my calories and macros, things like that. I tried all kinds of different setups and all of them worked to a degree for a given period of time. Some of them only worked for a week and after a week, I realized that, okay, this just doesn't work. Maybe some of them worked for even two months, but I did not stick with the same strategy throughout. That's the main takeaway here, I guess. And all of the setups that I tried made perfectly good sense rationally. If a client of mine proposed any of those to me and asked, hey, do you think this is a good setup that I could try? I would say, man, it looks perfectly reasonable to me. Give it a go. And that's what I did myself. You know, I'm not a dumb person. I've been doing this for a while. I know what things will work and what things make sense. So I didn't try some dumb shit. But still, some setups and some strategies were just not sustainable for me. They just didn't work that well for me. Or maybe they worked really, really well, but they just had like one or two aspects to them which just didn't work. And this is a really important lesson, I think, for all of you because a lot of us are super set on having the perfect plan. You know, every once in a while I have the odd client, not even odd client, I think this is a very natural tendency in all of us, that are super insistent and super intent on finding, for example, the perfect meal plan in advance. And they're contemplating everything, they're trying to plan out everything perfectly, and they will send me over a sample meal plan that they put together. And I will read through the whole thing, I will check everything, maybe I will give them some feedback on one or two meals, like maybe try this instead of that, you might find that more satisfying, more satiating or whatnot. But other than that, it looks very, very solid, like good job, I think this could work really well for you. And then a day later, they will send me back a revised one and they will ask for my feedback on, well, do you think I should have potatoes here or do you think I should have sweet potatoes or maybe I should try some fruits or, or I don't know, like, like what do you think about dairy with fruit or do potatoes with dairy work together? Is that a good combination? And you know, my thinking is, man, well, first of all, all of those things that you're worrying about, they just don't matter. But secondly, what the actual plan written down right now is, like it's meaningless, like it's going to change and it should change a couple of weeks from now probably. Like no matter how good you think your plan is right now, I can guarantee you that a week from now, a month from now, there will be some element of it that you will just not like that much and you will want to change anyway. This is actually one reason why I'm not a huge fan of giving someone a specific meal plan, but Every once in a while, someone will be more of a beginner and they will ask for it. And even then, I just prefer to give them principles and guidelines on, okay, this is how you put together a meal. This is what you should be focusing on instead of just giving them a very specific plan. Because my plan, what I think is the perfect plan, is not going to fit them a week later anyway. They will have to find their own way and they will have to experiment with things. And so trying to come up with the perfect setup right now is just pointless. Try to come up with something that makes sense and then be okay with the idea that you will want to and you should iterate on it over time. I don't think you should be ever set on finding the perfect way, the winning recipe for yourself forever from now on, because that thing does not exist. I think that because our life context, our challenges, our logistical surroundings are changing over time, the winning recipe should change over time as well. Now, probably there will be tendencies to you that you will discover, and those things might be more or less the same going forward. So for example, for me, I discovered that certain diet setups just don't work that well for me in the long term. 
for example, fasting. Long fasting periods, I just don't tolerate them very well. I actually don't do very well on intermittent fasting. Like 12 hours of fasting a day, that's pretty much the most that I like to go without food. And that was actually a hard pill to swallow for me. Not even a hard pill to swallow. It was just hard to accept, I guess, because I know so many people, actually a lot of them are clients who do really well with intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is kind of cool now and it's, it's especially cool amongst productive people. You know, I hear phrases like, I wake up in the morning and it's so great that I don't need to think about food and I just drink some coffee and I'm just hammering out some good work. It's really appealing when you're listening to these people. You feel compelled. You feel like you're missing out on something if you're not doing it. A bunch of the people that I really respect and look up to do some sort of intermittent fasting model. I tried it a bunch of times. Actually, I did intermittent fasting in some way, shape or form for like four years at one point. And I just had to come to the realization that no, I'm, I'm just not one of these people. Like if I go without breakfast, if I don't have some food within, I don't know, like two to three hours of waking up, my cognition suffers, like everything, my creativity suffers, like things just don't work that well if I go very long without food. I can tolerate it, of course I can make it through, I can fast for 20 hours every day, in fact I did it in the past, but I just do better with the breakfast. And that, that was just something that I needed to accept. Another thing is extreme, I guess, saving up calories type protocols. So having a very light breakfast, barely eating anything for lunch, and then having this massive dinner, like extreme fluctuations in your acute energy intake during the day, that just does not work that well for me. And that, that's, again, something that was hard for me to accept because, again, I'm hearing from a lot of people that, yeah, it's, it treats my cognition and, and everything like really well if I just nibble during the day and then at night when I can finally relax, that's when I have my big meal. I tried that a bunch of times. It just doesn't work very well for me. Like my cognition, energy levels, mood, everything is just a lot better if I have a decent amount of calories throughout the day. And I guess I might even be the exception here. Like I know a lot of guys, a lot of men especially, who do really well with saving up more calories for later in the day. They do really well with intermittent fasting. It just doesn't work that well for me. And it was just something that I had to uh, come to grips with, I guess. Anyway, but I think you get my point here. So let's go to the next really important lesson. And that is a lesson that is not really a new one for me. I have been aware of this for a long time, but it just all got reaffirmed to me once again. And that is the importance of having a social circle and just people around you in general that are supportive of your goals. And of course, it's especially true of your loved ones, family, friends, the people that are the closest to you. If these people are not willing to be supportive of your goals, at least to the extent so that they are not at least sabotaging you or giving you a hard time for doing the things that you need to do to get to your goals, then you're going to have a bloody miserable time. I'm not saying, of course, that you should get all of your friends into lifting or if your partner is not lifting, then it's not going to work out. No, but at least they should be accepting of what you're doing. And this is going to be a more or less painful process for different people. Looking back, I can clearly remember just how painful it was for me for how long. For a long time, I just really didn't know how to communicate all of this. By now, I know very well. But to be honest, at this point, I'm in a very luxurious position because my wife, my parents, my friends, my closest friends at least, even my in-laws, all of these people know very well the things that are important to me 
and the things that I'm going to do and the things that I'm not willing to do. So certain things, they are not even trying to attempt with me. They are not trying to push certain types of foods on me. Or if they are going to offer something, they will do it in a very polite way. Like they will ask like, is this okay now? Like, is, is this allowed on your menu now? I don't know. Are you dieting at the moment? Are you not? Like they are very aware. And I feel very honored by this. And I feel in a very luxurious position for that reason. But I would also say that this did not come from thin air. Like this didn't just happen overnight and it didn't happen for no reason. I'm not just lucky to have these great people around me. Like this was something that I was very intentional about. I decided at one point in my life that I'm going to be very open and honest about this. And I'm also going to be firm. Like I'm not going to act apologetically. If I have these goals, then that's something that's important to me and the people that love me they should accept me with all of this baggage. And if they are not willing to do that, then we will have a problem. But luckily, we don't really run into that problem. So that's where I'm at right now. And I think all of you that have these aspirations, you should work towards getting to this point. Now, of course, it is not just down to my amazing approach to all of this. It's also just a function of time. So these people have known me for a long time. And by now, they have gotten used to me always doing certain things that require some sort of dietary strictness, at least compared to how they prefer to do their things. And because I'm consistent with these things, so because it's always the case, they could not not get used to it, if you know what I mean. Whereas I think for a lot of you, it might be more challenging at first because, you know, if so far you have been just living life, you know, YOLOing things, having a, you know, not so great diet, didn't even really work out that much. And now all of a sudden you have this goal of, okay, I want to get lean. I want to get into the fitness lifestyle. And now all of a sudden you are expecting your environment to just immediately catch up with all of that and be supportive of what you're doing. Well, no, your environment will need some time to adjust to that as well. So through their eyes, you're just that same guy or girl who yesterday was not even thinking about any of that stuff. And now all of a sudden you want to overhaul everything. Of course, it's going to be weird for them. So they will need some time to habituate to this as well. So in a way, you're not just resetting your own body fat percentage. You're also resetting your body fat percentage in their eyes, if you mean. Like you also have to modify your environment's set point in relation to you, if you know what I mean. And actually, just recently, I was reminded of all of this because I just visited my home country not that long ago I spent like 10 days there and I visited my father and his partner my parents are not living together and so they don't know what I'm doing that clearly like my father knows that I'm kind of into fitness but he has no idea about the crazy stuff that I was doing with dieting the crazy low body fat percentages I dieted down to like he has no idea about the details let alone his partner and so his partner like she is an amazing cook and she likes to prepare these very special dishes and because they don't know just how crazy I am about all of this, like they are quite hard food pushers, you know, like they will offer me all kinds of treats and whatever. And like, I have to start from ground zero with them. Like, it's not just a quick reminder of, hey, like you remember like dieting time again or something like that. It's like, I have to explain everything. Like, hey, so actually like this time I'm, I'm trying to not get fat. And so I kind of had most of my food for today and like uh, tomorrow will be a higher calorie day as well. So I don't want to go crazy now. Like, I don't want to get into all of that. So it's pretty difficult. And so I just got reminded of this that, wow, like actually if 
people that are close to you, if they are not really familiar with what you're doing, then it can actually be a big challenge. And it, it was really hard after a long time to actually turn down some food that was offered to me. Not that I'm always turning down food. Don't think that I'm a social recluse or whatever. Another really big key lesson, and this actually ties into what I said earlier about learning from my own past mistakes, is that a key thing in maintaining a leaner physique is preventing hedonic adaptation. Or Mike Isratel actually likes to refer to this as the hedonic staircase of food reward or something like that. But basically, there is this ugly cycle that you can get into. That's okay, you finished your diet, you're nice and lean, and everything is going well. You transitioned out of that diet smartly, so you're still eating like lower energy density, like healthy foods for the most part, whole foods, like not a ton of cheat meals just yet. And everything is going well, and then maybe you have a weekend where you go to some social events and some higher calorie foods are creeping in. You basically have like a, a cheat meal or a cheat night and then maybe something happens the next day as well. And so temporarily you didn't necessarily fall off the wagon, but you deviated from the plan a little bit. And so your leptin levels are now higher. Now you tasted something that's really good, like much more intense and much more, I guess, hedonically pleasing than your normal, I guess, like more bro foods. And all of a sudden, the idea of just going back and eating veggies and these lower calorie foods, it just seems daunting, like, man, like I have to return to that again. And you wake up the next day and you're, you're finding yourself not being interested in that lower calorie, healthy breakfast that you had thus far. And you're like, man, actually, I don't really wanna eat this, but I could really eat something and fill in the blank, something more tasty. And so you go for that, you're eating something that's a little bit more intense, a little bit tastier. And then basically, very gradually, you're just walking up this hedonic ladder. And all of a sudden you realize that actually I don't really eat veggies anymore. Like veggies just don't seem appealing anymore. And a week later, like your diet is not even resembling what you had a week before and your calorie intake is way higher and you're finding it really, really hard to control things. And actually that's what happened to me many times in the past. And it happened in a really, really quick and rapid manner to the point where I didn't even realize what was happening. By the time I realized it, I was already too deep into it. And that's how I ended up regaining a lot of fat really, really quickly. It happened to me several times and it was always very frustrating. And psychologically, it's very difficult. Once you're already deep into that process, it's really hard to turn around and just reset things. And then, of course, you're getting into all of these weird dilemmas like, man, like maybe should I do a quick mini cut to all, undo all of this damage? But man, mini cutting, I just finished this long diet. Like I, I just cannot get myself to do it. And then things get even worse from a psychological perspective. So I found that it's really important to quickly reset that hedonic adaptation process once it starts to happen. So I will have lots and lots of deviations from my standard plan. I will eat out, I will drink alcohol, I will have some cheat meals throughout the week. Like I will deviate a lot, but I always make it a strong point that I make a really, really quick turnaround. And for me, my process for that is very simple. Again, that's my way of doing it. I think it could actually work pretty well for a lot of you, but you can do it in some different way as well. But what I always do, for example, is okay, let's say Saturday, I had a higher calorie day, some cheat meals, whatever. We made some cool lunch at home that was like a lot higher calorie with a bunch of cheese and whatever fries or something like that or we ate out in a restaurant and had something like that there the next day I will wake up and I will usually not be hungry at all so I will in that case actually just fast in the morning but I will eat once I get hungry but I will always wait until I get hungry 
Once I'm hungry, then I will actually go for something low calorie, like what I would always be eating. Because at that point, because I got hungry from the fasting, I can once again appreciate those simpler, lower energy density, less palatable foods. And so I will eat that and I will eat as much as I need to feel good, to feel satisfied. Of course, because the previous day I had the cheat meal, my leptin levels are higher, hunger hormones are lower, so I won't need a ton of that lower calorie food. So I will get full pretty quickly and I will just rinse repeat that process throughout the day. So I will wait for the next meal until I get hungry. Once again, I will eat something like I would always eat, so I won't intentionally eat something that tastes like shit. No, I will eat like my regular like fruits and some lower calorie like dairy source, like things that I actually enjoy eating, but I will only eat as much as what I need to feel like really good and satisfied. And that's how the whole day will go by. And maybe I will do that the next day as well. Within one max two days, I'm always fully reset. Physiologically as well, like often I will actually have undone all the quote-unquote damage like calorie intake wise that I've done the previous day. But more importantly, from a mental perspective, like I got out of that really critical window after the cheat meal where I feel like, man, I, I just don't want to eat the regular lower calorie stuff. Once I'm reset mentally, I know that, okay, like cool, I'm in the clear, I'm good to go. At first, this whole process was very stressful. I was thinking that, man, once again, I deviated from my plan. What's going to happen now? Like, am I going to mess up again? Am I just going to be stuck in this vicious spiral forever? I'm never going to be free from this. But no, I just stuck to this strategy. I repeated it again, again, and again. And seven months later, deviations, cheat meals, all of these things, like zero stress, zero. It's so liberating, I can't even tell you how great it feels, honestly. Like, being lean is cool, having a six-pack is cool, it's very rewarding on its own weird way, but honestly, to me, this is by far the biggest victory. If I got nothing else but this from this whole process, that I just feel more autonomous and like I don't have to chase myself in circles and be running away from my own weird tendencies with food, that is the most liberating and freeing and just highly rewarding aspect of this whole thing. If I got nothing else from this whole process but this, it was already well, well worth it, honestly. Okay, and I guess the last thing that I will want to share with you, and uh, that I guess is kind of a negative note, but more so just a realistic note, is this whole idea of resetting your body fat set point or lowering your body fat set point, what does that actually mean? And the thing is that there is a big difference between habituating to something, making something that is somewhat effortful or at least more effortful than not doing anything. So making that a natural thing or something that feels natural versus an actual physiological resetting of things or a physiological lowering of your body fat set point. So did I habituate to living at a lower body fat percentage? Am I used to living leaner? Yes, I am. I'm habituated to it. I feel like I could do this forever to the point where it feels weird not to be doing it. Now I'm trying to lean bulk and eating more and just being a bit more relaxed. It feels weird. Like I, I'm pulling back to my old good habits, in this case, bad habits, because they're preventing me from bulking. But it's that natural at this point. So habitually and psychologically, I'm fully, fully adapted. Now, did I actually physically lower my body fat set point? I really don't think I did, honestly. I can clearly feel that certain things would be probably better in my life, 
in the way I'm feeling if I was a little bit fatter. You know, probably I would be even less food focused, my libido would be even better, you know, a couple of things like this. I, I could list a lot of things. None of these are like debilitating problems. I, I don't suffer from any of these things and I don't complain about any of these things. Like I would say that I'm in a good position in almost all regards, but I know that if I was, you know, 15% and not whatever I'm at right now, like 11, 12, I don't even care. I would feel a little bit better. Now, some people would say that, okay, like if you're trading off these aspects of your well-being at all, like that's a red flag, that's not sustainable. You know, Eric Counts, for example, one of my favorite people ever in terms of fitness and maybe just in general, you know, he would be pretty harsh if he heard something like this, like, well, I don't, I don't think like, like, why are you doing it? Like seriously, just so you can have abs and, and you like the way you look a little bit more. Uh, to be honest, yes, <laughs> like being lean is just very, very rewarding. And, you know, I post some pictures on Instagram here and there, but for the most part, I don't, you know, for the amount of pictures that I take for myself and don't send to anyone, you know, you're just only seeing a tiny fraction of all of this. To me, just being leaner and just being able to look in the mirror and liking what I like there in terms of my physique, that's like a, a very meaningful thing to me. That's me. For some other people, other things are equally meaningful. Like my mother, for example, she likes to spend like hours and hours, like an entire weekend in her garden, like planting things, correcting little things on the grass, like mowing the lawn again and again. You know, my wife, for example, like she spends an amount of money and time on makeup, which, you know, is definitely a lot more than what I think is, is reasonable or what would make sense to me, but I'm not her. That's meaningful to her. This is meaningful to me. So each on their own. So I don't think that I reset or modified something to a significant degree physically. Like, you know, biology just seems to be what it is. You know, I habituated to this leaner physique, but I know that some things would probably be a little bit better if I was fatter. I was not meant to be a very, very lean person. I can make it work. And I would also say that there is a level of leanness, which I really don't think I could ever get habituated to. So for example, now I'm not quite as lean as I was at the end of my diet. Like then I was, I would say I was actually under 10% body fat at that time. Now I'm definitely over 10% body fat. At that body fat percentage, I just never really felt like it was something sustainable. Like I was always just a little bit too food focused. I was having a little bit too many issues with, I don't know, things like my sleep suffered more than I would have wanted. Now, this is at the point where, okay, like things are good enough, or at least things are not compromised enough just because I'm not at that whatever 15% body fat where maybe I was meant to be. So that like, I, could, I still feel like I can do this and it's worth it for me to do it. Like, of course, if I was even leaner, I would probably like what I see in the mirror even more. But at that point, I would be just like, just not good enough. You know, it was never fully comfortable enough for me to find that, okay, this is something that I could be doing for a long time. So just slowly kind of intuitively over time, I gravitated up to a slightly higher body fat percentage where I felt like, okay, I feel pleasant enough to where I feel like I could do this for a very long time. And that's why I'm still here, you know, seven months later. And so it's definitely not effortless. Effortless is something where like you don't have to try at all. It's definitely not the case, even though it does feel like I don't have to try at this point at all because I'm just so used to it. But I'm used to the trying part. Okay, like I'm def I'm still not living like completely non-conscious of different things like food choices, meal structure, all of these things. So it's not effortless, 
but it's something that I can actually do for the long term. And I think that's more or less the point that you should be finding for yourself if you want to get to a significantly leaner body fat percentage and maintain that for the long term. Like, don't shoot for the stars or maybe shoot for the stars initially, but be okay with the idea that you may land on the moon and the moon is still a great place if you just want to go somewhere up really, really high, if you know what I mean, or low in this case, I guess. But basically, that's the point I think where you should get to where you're still really happy with what you're seeing in the mirror, you're pleased with your physique, and a little bit of effort is okay, even if it's a permanent little bit of effort that you have to exert. But you shouldn't feel like you're severely restricting yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, because that is definitely not going to be sustainable for the long term. So yeah, I guess that would be my final message here. So yeah, guys, basically that was my video. I hope this was helpful. I know it was not one of those, you know, top 10 things to do if you want to be 10% body fat or something like that. It was more so a video about principles and just mindsets to internalize. And I think if you think about all the things I said, you will have a much better chance of succeeding with this and also just, I guess, going into it with your eyes wide open. And of course, in the meantime, if you do want some assistance with all of this, then uh, feel free to check out the links in my show description and there you can find information about how you can work together with me or do a consultation with me if you just wanna talk through your challenges and get my feedback and work out a strategy together over the course of a consultation, then uh, you can check that out as well. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed this video and I will see you in the next one.